Uh, guess what's here? The Numb and Dumb shirt. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait to get my Numb and Dumb shirt. If you want one too, go to burberbird.com and click the shop tab and get yourself a Numb and Dumb shirt and let's pour a glass of wine, watch some Numb 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 TV, and Dumb 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 it up. Okay, it's book club day, and this time we did Fanny Flags, the all-girl filling station's last reunion. We have a discussion about this. I really like the book um, for lots of reasons, and um, the girls liked it too. The ladies liked it too, but but you know where there's we have notes. We have notes, so we'll talk about our notes. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that uh, this discussion. We're also coming up is where you go is not who you'll be. It's a book about finding a college or helping your son or daughter find a college. So if you want, you can read this book and read along. We're going to um, release that episode in late August. Thank you for coming back every week. I thank you for the emails saying I don't actually read the book, but I still like the discussion because that's kind of cool. Thank you very much for doing that. I hope you enjoy this book club, Fanny Flags, the all-girl filling station's last reunion with Kathy and Kirsten. start this episode with a gross out story are you ready i have a gross out story i don't know i don't know i don't know how to answer that question seriously i have not taken any dramamine to prepare myself for this i need to get it off my chest oh boy so you're gonna get it you ready all right okay okay you know i have a rat infestation in our house we have rats in our basement because the that was the cat condo i had the cat food and the cat litter in the basement and all of a sudden i start seeing pellets and I'm like uh oh let's move the cat out of the basement trap the rats get rid of the rats right can't get rid of the rats trapping them they're dead they keep coming find out I left the cat's litter box down there and it is a corn-based litter and they're eating his litter ew oh they're eating his poop they're eating his everything so I discovered this um and trapped some rats before we left for our trip but I really couldn't clean up anything until yesterday because I've just been freaking swamped. So it's been hovering over me that there's this disgusting mass of rat shit in my basement. So last night, I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to do it. So Georgia calls and says, is there anything I can help you with? And I'm like, you're not going to want to help me with this. <laughs> but this is what I'm doing. She was like, oh, my God, I would love to. And so would my what? friend Daisy and Sophia. So we all, I know, bizarre. They're bizarre. So we all put on masks and gloves and cleaned the basement and found the two holes they were coming in. And I clogged the holes and put the steel wool and then clogged the holes. And so hopefully I've got them at least not coming in the basement. I'm not stupid. I know they sometimes eat through other parts of the house. But at least I've stopped that. For now, the exterminator's coming tomorrow. 
<laughs> this morning, I have therapy. I'm in my office. Oh, no. On my computer. And you know how you cross your ankles and then you tuck your feet up under your chair? My foot rolled over something. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what was that? So I, I kicked it out from under my chair. It was half of a rat. Oh, oh my God. It was half of a rat. Oh it was half. It was the lower half. Oh, oh I can't even think about it. Oh and I was like, my oh, my God. Oh, I just rolled my foot over half a rat. So clearly my cat caught a rat. Brought it into my office and bit it in half because I found the front half, too. Oh, I found it after I was cleaning the back half. (sighs) Can you believe that? I rolled my foot over it and then kicked it with my foot to see what it was because it was crunchy and I didn't know what it was. I almost died. Is that horrible? That's horrible. That's horrible. My therapist was on Zoom with me going, oh! therapy you know, she yeah, was right. like Disgust. she's like everything stops everything stops clean it up clean it up take your time so i'm running around the house going oh my god oh my god and cleaning it up cleaning it up and i sit back down and, and i go she goes uh she goes jackie goes i don't really know how to proceed this has never really happened before in a therapy session no one is like discovered half a rat under their chair i'm not well okay let's just see where this goes i was like oh my god most bizarre therapy session oh ever. We talked wow. majority of the session about my rat infestation. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you believe that happened this morning? Oh, gosh, man. I can't shake it. Yeah. I know. No. She doesn't like, have cats. How are you not like rubbing your foot oh. like 3,000 times, right? La, like la, la, just la, la. to like get rid of that sensation. It was That's so a literal good. horror movie. It yeah. was so bad. Like I yeah. looked down oh, and was God. like, oh my God, my whole body shuddered. I, I almost fell out of my chair. It scared the shit out of me. It was half a rat with his big rat tail. Oh my God. Uh, fucking rats so are so gross. Disgusting. Oh my God. And then Jackie's never had a cat. So she was like, how did it get in half? How is it in there in half? And I went, oh, clearly the cat brought it to me. It's in my office. Right. She's it's like, this is some stranger things shit. Like, exactly. What's going on? I was like, cats bring you gifts. Like, if he just caught a rat, he would have put it anywhere in the house. This was intentionally brought to me. It's in my office. And my office is out of the way for him. There's like three rooms he could have dropped it in on his way. That was a gift. He was bringing me a gift. He just cut it in half. I don't know. So maybe I can have a snack now, snack later. I don't know. It's disgusting. It was terrible. It was no way to start your day. It was not a good way. Has anything like this ever oh happened God. to either of you ever? No, thank God. God. It's not. Thank God. <sighs> no. Ew. I mean, I've had a lot of dead critters in my house from all yeah. the cats I've had, but I've never inadvertently like no. stepped on one or rolled my foot on one. It's or like the Godfather, you know, like uh, waking up with a horse's head in your bed. Yeah. Stephen put his hand on one in our attic. Like a couple a dead of years one? ago, yeah. He it's like, so freaky. It, he, he was so freaked out by yeah. it. It's so freaky. It was. I was so jumpy in the basement. <laughs> we were moving stuff. And before we get it moved, I go, ah! And all the girls would go, ah! 
it'd be like a black cord, like to the coffee maker. So we kept moving things going, ah, oh, it's just a, it's just a power cord. Because I just expected a mouse or a rat at yeah. any minute to be in any corner because I didn't really know how they were getting in. Right. So I was like, well, did they get in and get trapped somehow? Did they come in the front door there. and they're stuck? But no, I found two very clear, obvious portals. Yeah. that I have clogged, but oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that is probably one of the worst things I've ever experienced. It was so yeah. gross. That is disgusting. I mean, so anyway, that's how my day started. <laughs> I was like, I've got to tell you this happened because I haven't told anybody. We don't need caffeine after that. No, right? I can't go to my hairdresser awake. and go, guess what just happened to me? I know you're going to cut my hair, but wow, what a morning I've had. Want to hear this one? <laughs> Say that to him in the oh salon. Anyway. anyway um, Gross. We read a Southern book or a book by a Southern author. While we were in Weedowie with mm-hmm. the Girl Scouts, Fanny Flag, what's it called? I never remember the name of this. It has the longest Girl title. Filling Station's Last Reunion. I think it's a terrible title. I think it's a, yes. it's a terrible, terrible title. title. Terrible title. It does not tell you what the book is about. No. And it's not an accurate representation of what ends up happening in the book. I agree. I think this book was about way more than I expected. What did you think about mm-hmm. this book? Do you not remember or? I do have a hard time remembering. I feel like I've read several books since this one. Uh-huh. I feel like I've lived a lifetime since when... I read this book. I do well, you remember. should have re- reread it last night. What I are you mean, doing, ladies? Seriously. No. Um, um, yeah, it was I not do, what I was expecting. I do remember thinking, and when I sort of like was flipping through it right before this, mm-hmm. um, the main character, I remember thinking like, she just made me chuckle. She's like this bumbling Southern, mm-hmm. like old woman that just made me chuckle. Like I could just picture this. You mean the woman. mom or the daughter? The, the Well, both of them were funny, but I was thinking about the daughter. The Suki? daughter. Uh, yes. Suki, yeah. Um, you know, like running around, like the whole, the opening scene where she's like runs from one birdhouse to the other to like get there faster than the birds. I was like, who fucking does that? Like yes. it was. People it, do. It was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It was super, I don't know about relatable, but realistic. Uh-huh. And um, that character and the humor and, in it is what I expected of the book. But the yeah. rest is not what I expected. Right. I've actually never read anything by her, so I didn't know what to expect, but I've never read anything that was by my her first either. takeaway, actually, mm-hmm. was that that was I thought it was going to be really light and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she ended up sort of annoying me. I wish she were stronger. Who, Suki? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You still haven't told me what you think about this book. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Were you entertained by it? I was definitely entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Um there are parts of it that I thought were funny. There are parts of it that I thought were slow and were a little, um, a little frustrating. Some of the characters were frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, Who was frustrating? She was frustrating so in he- her search mm-hmm. um, or lack of search, her indecision, her inability to speak up to her mom. Mm-hmm. I found frustrating at mm-hmm. certain points. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was very frustrating that she did not um, speak up to her mom and like to find out that she's adopted and that she's 60 years old and 
it's never been mentioned mm-hmm. yeah. by her mom. And then to be so afraid of upsetting her mom, I just thought, seriously, like, yeah, mm-hmm. just do something, do something already. Just, you know, this is your life. This is your life story. And, you know, you, you owe it to yourself to, to find out about yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I found that frustrating. I think it was in terms of what did I think of it? It was, it was chosen because we were looking for a lake read. I mm-hmm. think it was a lake read. Mm-hmm. I think it was, a, it was a good lake read. Yeah. It, I, I thought it was good, but not great. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, part of it is like, I don't even, I'm done it and I don't really remember a lot because it wasn't, but there are parts of it. I mean, that definitely resonated. Honestly, what resonated the most is Sookie running around her different bird feeders and wanting to protect (laughs) the little birds. I was like, oh my God, I'm becoming her. I'm totally becoming her. I'm not doing that yet, but I was like, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like throw the big birds off of the scent of the little birds so um, they can get feeder. Cause I'm yeah. totally, I feel very defensive. I've like in my old age, I'm suddenly a backyard birder and mm-hmm. I'm like, just totally, I, I am Richard got me binoculars for my birthday. How funny. And like, cause I'm so invested in the birds in our, in our neighborhood and in our backyard. And we've had, we have our second, um, nest of finches um and they're they're going to be ready to fledge in a couple of days and i'm just like obsessed with watching these nests like watching the eggs hatch and them grow and and just seeing what a great mom (laughs) like i'm so proud of the little mother finch she's such a good mom and um so yeah i related to that i'm like oh yeah i so at the very beginning i was like oh i'm gonna be into this yeah um Mm -hmm. and then i liked yeah, I liked some of the places that the book went and then some of it I just thought, eh, yeah. overwrought. The whole thing about the the friend with who has like the life coach, mm-hmm. Edna Yorba Zorba oh, yeah. or whatever, I was just like, okay, I already don't believe in it. That's a ridiculous name. That's yeah, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's so absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what was it, Yorba Borba or whatever? I was like, who is named that? Who like possibly could be named i don't know i thought it was ridiculous <laughs> i don't know you know um there's a lot of kooky names like that in the south um maybe uh rip torn very famous actor mm-hmm. named rip torn that's <laughs> it's like there's stupid names like that all over the south but um well here's what i thought i knew these people i grew up with these people and i wondered what you thought of these people because i know grown women who do not speak up to their mom I grew up with women exactly like Suki, who, but she did speak to her mom in that she married the man that he, mom didn't want her to marry. Mm-hmm. So there's certain life decisions she made that were her voice. And then there are certain life decisions you make where your voice is disrespectful in a certain way in that culture. I, I, that's the way I experienced these two characters that she, her mom's old. She doesn't need to cause her any trouble. It won't make any difference anyway. I'm going to go figure this out on my own. I understood those women. It may not be the way I would handle it, um, but I understood the dynamic because I've watched those women like her mother and they are like a force of nature. They are unmanageable sometimes. Like there were a couple of women that ran the churches in Bowden, Georgia, where you did not say anything other than what you knew they wanted to hear. 
There was no going against them. They were older. And you go, well, she doesn't need to know what I really think. Tell her what she wants to hear and let's move <laughs> on with our day. You know what I mean? Because they just ran the whole thing. They ran the whole town. Um, and to me, her mom was that woman. Mm-hmm. So I know that woman very well. And <clears throat> that's part of the South that as an adult, I understand better. But as a child, I didn't understand why you're not honest with each other. But the not being honest sometimes was to save feelings or to save face or to not embarrass someone. Um, So it looks to me like you're not holding them accountable. But really what it is, is some grace. So my perspective was there's part of her that gave her mom some grace to just let her mom believe everything's fine, everything's happy, she's old, was it matter anyway? I'm going to spend the last years of my mother's life torturing her because I was adopted. Uh, I'm going to figure this out on my own. That was kind of where I came with that. Um, And she did have her own voice in that she did marry this guy that her mom didn't want. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought the book was great. I love Linda Yorba Warba, whatever, because Uh I know I was just trying to think there was somebody, my dad's, dad had two friends that were brothers i've been saying their name for days because they were brothers that had ridiculous names like rip torn um and now i can't remember their name of course (laughs) not because of this conversation they just come to mind because they have the most ridiculous names um but hopefully they'll come to me during the course of this podcast but um so all that did make sense to me there's so much quirkiness in the south that's actual like that's Mm -hmm. just how it is um and everybody in the south kind of gets a kick out of it and and is proud of that quirkiness now her life coach telling her to do all that stuff was a bit far-fetched but not really either there was just part of it that i thought i could totally see this and (laughs) the whole time i was reading the book i saw it as a movie i saw Uh it like a league of their own like a step back into a place that we're not in, that we're not familiar with. And I loved that she told the story of the women who flew planes in World War II without shoving it down your throat that this is something that should be talked about. She told a lovely fictional story based on factual people. And I thought that was, I didn't know those women existed. I had no idea women flew planes in World War II for the government. And that they had no... um, no government benefits. They had no recognition from the government. No one said, hey, we couldn't have done this without this group of women who did this exceptional job for our country. And then as soon as it was over, we were like, bye-bye. Go back to raising babies. I mean, there's other examples of women doing those jobs in other places in the world during World War II. But I had no idea that women flew planes in that capacity. And as I was reading this book, I was like, I don't understand why this isn't a movie. I don't know why this isn't like, the help meets a league of their own. Mm-hmm. So all these Southern women and some of the women from Wisconsin are not sub- Southern, but it's of a certain era, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't remember all the time. That we don't think about the context of, oh, no, women did very little. And these women ran a filling station and then flew planes for the government. That part, albeit fictional, I thought was an amazing story to tell. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I thought when I read it, I, it read more like a movie. It was, yeah. it was very visual. It and was. It was yeah. very like, yeah, very cinematic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. That story, even and honestly, even separating the stories, even just telling the story of the women from 
who were flying the planes in the yeah. war. That could have been its own story, totally, too, yeah. or it could be its own movie. Yeah. Um, and Fritzy getting out of her hometown by being this wing walker with this random yeah. guy that just yeah. barnstormers. Did you guys ever see barnstormers when you were kids? No. Oh, they came to Bowden. Oh, they would come and land in a field and you just flock over there and take rides and pay 20 bucks or whatever for a ride on a plane, open airplane, like with two seats yeah. in it happened all the time when I was a kid. So when they were talking about that, I was like, I know exactly what they're talking about. They just hopped from small town to small town and gave out rides. And I guarantee you, my kids don't know what that is. And it was something a lot of people did. I mean, we saw them probably a couple times a summer. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and so... Bad. I don't know, for me, it's not the best book I've ever read. It's not the most dynamic book, but I was really entertained. And I think partly because I'm from this culture somewhat and just the, the historical piece. I'm not a historical fiction person. I don't really like historical fiction, but for whatever reason, even though this isn't as much about the semantics of yeah. the flying, it was enough of it that I got a sense of the scope and the scale of what these women did that I thought was really cool. Um, I did not like the reunion as much. Uh -huh. I wanted it to kind of end after she meets Fritzy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I wanted agree. it to be over there, but it, wa it wasn't, that was my complaint. I was like, okay, now we, we should be over now, but they right. kept going and then there was a reunion and then the, she made the bird feeder and she became a millionaire yeah, with this bird yeah, feeder. Yeah. And I it was like, this, oh, we don't need any of this. Now this is like, everything's tied with the bow. Yeah. Right. Everything's tied with the bow. And I was like, I don't really want everything tied with a bow, but. That's a good point. That always yeah. and leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth mm -hmm. when everything has been tied in a bow at the end then sometimes I end up feeling like I didn't like a book as much as I I enjoyed it when I was reading it mm -hmm. yeah I was into it um but yeah that was <laughs> everything I, tied the bow. I forgot about that yeah that actually was annoying like yeah. the like the bird feeder thing like all of that you're like really that you don't need to prove that she right found her voice basically yeah, yeah. she you know? and also she didn't need to become a millionaire in order yeah. to have an arc like her character already yes. had an arc yeah that yeah. just you know even going to learn about her right. past going to was an arc for her yeah. like that was a big thing for her yeah um, it was yeah. huge and meeting Fritzy and learning Fritzy's what her life was like after she flew and and uh yeah. You know, I knew she wasn't Fritzy's baby. I was like, yeah. she's not her. She's her sister's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um. So for me, that wasn't a big 100%. It shocker. Was, yeah. Right. But um, but I thought too. There's Suki. What an interesting character. Her mom. Mm -hmm. What an interesting character. Fritzy, and yeah. all three, three or four of her sisters. Yeah. What yeah. Fast they were could you? I kept going what actors would play these people and how delicious would it be? Because there's young women, uh -huh. there's middle-aged women, there's old women and how delicious it would be to watch a movie with all these women with this dynamic story about adoption, about the war, about women's roles, about a dynamic with a mother daughter. I thought it was very rich in that way mm -hmm. that these characters were, not a character you'd just pick up any book and read. Yeah. They, they were very specific to this story even. And I liked that, that, that she, that Fanny Flagg created. Um, and these characters don't look like the characters I know from Fried Green Tomatoes. 
There's a little bit of similarity in Fritzy and um, the girl in Fried Green Tomatoes that was played by, what's her name, the blonde? Not Mary Louise Parker, but um, uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. So they're free spirits and wild and can't be tamed. Okay. But they look a little, a lot different. The core mm-hmm. was the same where she has this wild, free-spirited, can't-be-tamed person. But the matriarch the matriarch in this story, the mom and the daughter, I don't remember any characters like that from her other books. So I've not read her other book. I've only seen Fried Green Tomatoes, so I'm really kind of talking out of my ass. But I couldn't see enough of a similarity to think that she's repeating herself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. It, I, I read it, but it was so long ago that it's not worth <laughs> <laughs> talking about but I it did not feel like it was a repeat yeah it, it was like the same a similar flavor yes but not yeah a similar flavor is a good yeah. way to put it because the south is one flavor and you know there's I recognize these people for a hundred percent of people that I grew up with in Bowden these women that I observed as a younger person these dynamics of mother daughter where a mother is the bell of the ball and um, runs the show and the daughter's maybe not the bell of the ball and, and maybe the mom doesn't want her to be, you know, Mm -hmm. she's, she is where she's going to be because the mom is just a bit much. Um, I definitely recognize that um, probably from my own life too, but I've seen that woman all around town. Mm -hmm. There's a couple women in particular that I, (laughs) I, that I have in mind for my hometown where I go, oh, yeah, this is totally that dynamic. Totally. So anyway, that was my takeaway from the book. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I would read it again. Right. But I actually recommended it to somebody who I thought should make it into a movie. <laughs> I sent it to someone and went, I think that you might be interested in looking at this. I'm sure Fanny Flagg has a million. She could make any movie she wanted any time, this author. But I don't know. This one particular person I thought might be really interested in it so we'll see what they think cool. about it but i don't know so many fantastic women characters and a great mm-hmm. female story with that flying story it kind of blew me away that flying story that that existed yeah i had no idea that existed not surprised by any of it but no. i had no idea no no idea that then yeah. our emma our young lady our college bound young lady <laughs> She uh, was done with her book and was saying, oh, I don't have anything to read. And I just finished it and said, well, you could read our book, book, but it's about a bunch of older women. I don't know if you'll be interested. And she read the whole thing and she really enjoyed it. She said she did. Boxcar. That was my grandpa's friend's name was Boxcar. His name was Boxcar. (laughs) Rip torn box car, and he had a brother that was ca- last name was Car, and it was also something ridiculous like box car, like train car, but not. And where you're like, who names their children box car, right? But they did. Nice guy. He was a really sweet man. I can't think of the rest of them. There's a bunch of them like that in the South. For Yorba Lorba and Linda Georgia, whatever yeah, her name was. Whatever her name was, I thought it was hysterical. Anyway. Your Bazorba, that what it was. Your Bazorba, I think so. Was, yeah, Your Bazorba, Linda. Your Bazorba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like someone named Chris may, naming someone the last name Chris. Do you ever know anybody like that? This is Chris. Chris. No. Yeah, someone's uh, not Chris. Chris, but 
Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. But that's yeah. married. That's different than your mama named your box well, car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember what his brother's name was because I was always like, I can't believe you guys are named that. That's so crazy. Sidecar. <laughs> something like that, really. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, what? Anyway. Well. Is this the shortest book club ever? It's been like 15 minutes. We got to <laughs> talk about more than this. Um, there's an interview in the back with her and James Patterson. Did you read that? I did not. I oh, don't you guys are such underachievers. I was desperate. I had not yet visited the small house in the middle of Wedowie full of smut. So I didn't have, and I didn't yet have, um, it was an interesting interview. They're clearly I very good friends. Don't think I she read and that. James Patterson, they're both Southern. And, um, that was kind of cool too. I've never read any James Patterson. Have you? I have. Yeah. You have? I have. He, Long time ago. Um, I didn't read any of the originals, but, um, this crime writer who I like, um, suspense writer, Candace Fox. She's um, Australian and I just, she writes really ballsy, um, suspenseful, like they're, you know, over the top, but like murdery stuff, but really, really gutsy, um, violent <laughs> books. And um, James Patterson, who is like the most prolific writer mm -hmm. in the history of writers mm -hmm. i mean he just has a ridiculous he output. turns out books like yeah you go to barnes and noble year, and it's like, like yes like he's just like lining the shelves but he also does a thing where he co-writes books mm -hmm. and i totally see what happens i this is this is how i imagine him like he calls up candace fox she's like this amazing award-winning author in australia he's like he's read one of her books and is like oh yeah he calls her up how'd you like to write a book with me she's like great He's like, okay, he's, I mean, he probably, it's probably like 90% profit for him and she, whatever, because he's this huge name and he's like, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Sidecar and boxcar brothers, <laughs> <laughs> they rob a bank and then blah, blah, blah. But then the serial killer is in the bank at the same time, whatever, like some yeah. outlandish thing. And he's like, what do you think? And she's like, great. Can they have a sister named train car <laughs> sure and then like she goes and this is just how i'm envisioning yeah. their partnership but i think that she probably writes like writes it she sends him a pass he reads it and he's like oh yeah yeah and then he adds like a little dialogue here or a little something there and whatever because there's no way any human can possibly write as much i mean he would he would have to literally not even sit on the toilet like he would Either that or they just literally publish anything that he writes, like any yeah. first draft or whatever. But he's like, he has list. all yeah, of these <laughs> like co-written things. So he has like a whole bunch of co-written yeah. projects plus his own projects. I mean, it's just like it's an absurd amount. I wonder but, if he has ghostwriters. Oh, yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that even these co-written ones mm -hmm. are basically ghostwritten. I think that they're, you know, 90 percent written by... And he's like, he slaps on his name. He's like, oh, let's change train cars name to <laughs> something else. You know what I mean? Like he puts a stamp on it and then it's like signs off on it. I, I don't know how it really works, but yeah. I'm just saying. But so because I love her so much and I want to read everything that she's written, I have read her books with James Patterson. Are they um, good? Yeah, I like I really like Candace Fox. They are her her books with James Patterson are like, you know, he has a brand. It's like yeah. over the top, 
ridiculousness, but it's fun. I've never read his books. Yeah, I haven't read his like solo. What did he write that I would know? Probably Prince of Tides? It. Like who wrote Prince of no, Tides? That's no, that's no, no, no. Like um, same thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there, um, it's like he has. I don't. He does like a character, and he does a series of like fifteen or twenty books with this like one he, detective, and, and then he has like a female detective that's a different series. There's and, definitely been like movies of his. Books. Oh I just can't yeah, I'm of. sure. James. Patterson. But he also, do you know what? But he there's... also wrote um, middle grade books. Um, these. Oh yeah, I Jackie never read Ha-ha, those. Um, which I read Midnight with my girls. In the Garden of Good and Evil. What? He did not write he that. He didn't book. write that. No, he did. That's didn't. not James Patterson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, definitely not James Patterson. James Patterson, the president is missing. Yeah, that's along a came a spider. With along like, came a spider. Yes. Yeah. That's a movie. Run, Rose, Run. No, I don't know. Um, fear no evil. Kiss the girls. Yeah, kiss the girls yep. was a movie that was yep. an Ashley Judd movie. Um, the Lake House, The Horsewoman, The Noise, The Russian. The Lake House. Clearly, we need to read The Lake House. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, Thank God we didn't read it when we were there. Oh, yeah, my God, yes. Do you know what? We didn't even tell the uh, story of the horrendous spider at The Lake oh House. Oh, my God. The big spider. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. It, it was so as bad as the rat. I didn't think twice about that spider. It didn't touch me. I just saw a photograph. I just, well, yeah, I was true. okay. Like, yeah. let me Your paint a picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like I'm glad taking I pictures of it. girls um, <laughs> fishing, and so I held on to like the post and leaned around and crouched down, squatted down, was taking a picture, and then Emma's like, "Um, Kirsten, there's a really large spider there," and. Honestly, the way these girls go on about spiders, like <laughs> yeah. especially my daughter is like the biggest culprit of uh, it. Mine, not, mine is a close second. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like they talk about spiders as if there's infestations of spiders. And like, honestly, I didn't even see a spider. And they're T-Rexes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're going, yeah. She's, um, there's a really big spider. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, her version of a really big spider. <laughs> it's probably a daddy long legs. Yeah. Something that I'd hold in my hand right. and go, okay, move along little feller. Um, I looked over. The goddamn spider was larger than the size of my hand. Oh, my God. Like, it was enormous. It took up the entire post. Yeah. It was it was huge. I mean, it was an enormous... It was hairy. Like, it had hair on its legs. Like, it it was a traumatic spider incident. And your dad, badass that he is, like, scooped it up in a net and flung it off into the woods. And everybody was like, oh, my God, that's the biggest spider I've ever seen. And your dad's like... Oh, that ain't the biggest spider I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the biggest spider I saw had a saddle on it. I rode it down the street. That's probably what he would say. And Vivian's like, so your dad like launches it into the woods and Vivian is watching it. Yep. Okay. We'll take it out. Take her last name out. Uh, So um... (laughs) my dad launches it. Your dad launches the spider and Vivian watches it like it's arc <laughs> into the woods. And she's like, well, I guess I won't be taking a hike. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> That's hysterical. Never going there again. Nope. Oh my God. That was an enormous I forgot spider. about the big spider. Yeah. The big spider. I forgot about that. What else did we forget? We probably forgot a million things that we'll get halfway home and go, oh yeah. And this a million things. Oh yeah. It was and so this. much fun. It was really fun. 
So what have you been reading in the three or four reads since this? What else have you been reading? Good question. Good. good. Okay. So anyway. Yes. So uh, nothing was that good, actually. I nothing. haven't read anything that was like just amazing. I read um, Where the Crawdad Sings and I have notes on that book. I have some oh, notes. Yeah. I have notes on that book. Oh. I liked it, but I have some notes on that book too. And I do not like the casting of the girl in this show that's coming out. Who did they cast? I don't know, but I don't like it. Oh. I watched the trailer and I went, oh, she is just not raw enough. She's just not oh, interesting. wild I haven't enough. Seen the trailer. She's not raw enough. She looks still like a city girl they put in this in role because she looks like the role. She does look like the girl, long, dark hair, yeah, skinny. Yeah. But her internal life was way too tame. Just from the trailer I saw, I'm making this statement based on a trailer. But I have seen the trailer a few times because I want so much to like it. Yeah, well, it just, I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, it sounds to me what I am expecting. I haven't even read the book yet, but I know that it's a big, like, polished movie. Mm -hmm. And it seems mm -hmm. like polished is not really what they should have been going for. Not for her character. Yeah. No, her character is pretty raw. Yeah. This is like a wild animal. She raised herself. Not a wild animal, but you know what I mean? She, she doesn't, she's not comfortable in a lot of places in the world. And part with of a lot of people or with a lot of people. And I, part of the trailer I saw, she was in town with someone and she was far too comfortable in her skin. And I went, ah, oh, dang it. I'm not watching that movie now. Mm. Shit. I really wanted to, <laughs> too. I liked the book, but I still was like, oh, that her being in, in jail was a little far-fetched for me. Oh, yeah. It was a little too contrived. Like they were trying to make some conflict where, I don't know. It had to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I was like, really? There's no evidence here at all. This is ridiculous. This wouldn't really happen is what my brain was thinking. But so you have no comments on anything you've been. I'm reading The Scarlet Letter. And I read the the introduction to the Scarlet Letter is Nathaniel Hawthorne talking about why this is in a second position. And it's like 45 fucking pages long. <laughs> and then I'm reading this going, huh, there's no woman adulteress in this story. This is awfully long. I think he's talking about himself. He's just talking about himself over and over again. Thomas, I mean, Nathaniel Hawthorne talking about his other Hawthorns and one Hawthorne was a judge in the witch trials and this Hawthorne. And I'm like, when do we get to the story? <laughs> it was like 45 <laughs> pages. And then finally the story started and I went, this is so much more enjoyable than his letter to, the, to the everybody. on and to on. The, oh my God. I thought I'd never get through it, but I was like, Sure as the world is going to give me one piece of information, yeah. this introduction that I'm going to need for the whole book and I won't have read it because I'm bored. And there was one piece of information that was interesting. He was, Nathaniel Hawthorne was, I'm probably going to screw this up. So anybody, I'm sure lots of people listening to my podcast are huge <laughs> Nathaniel Hawthorne fans. <laughs> so for any of those people, I apologize. But he was the person who took the tax when you docked at the shipyard. You remember in like, you remember in Pirates of the Caribbean where when they docked and the guy came and collected the gold for you to dock there, he was that. There was a certain like title for that, but he was that until the law changed and that position was eradicated. But when he was in that position, he came across an old document about 
someone being made to wear that letter on their chest because of adultery back in the 1600s. And he came across it in his job in this tax collector mm-hmm. shipyard position. And that's the basis for writing the fiction of the Scarlet Letter. And I was like, well, that's interesting. You could have said that in two paragraphs. <laughs> I am 45. Pa- it was literally the introduction was like 40 pages. And it's just him talking about how he can't believe how successful this book was. And this is how my life unfolded and my complete family history. So basically it was 45 pages explaining why he writes fiction and not memoir. (laughs) And not, it was a memoir about why he writes fiction and not memoir. (laughs) Yes, basically. (laughs) You know, you may not want to read a memoir. I'm going to slide one in right in the beginning. My life is not as interesting (laughs) But I would have no writing career had I not had my life. So here's what my, I was like, okay. But I'm actually enjoying the book so far. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a good book. Georgia told me she hated it. She's like, why are you reading that? It's the worst book ever. When you're forced to read it, it's never as good. Yeah, I'm not very far into it, but but I like, I don't want to put it down. So Mm -hmm. that's a good sign. Um, I think the last two books I had, I ended up like returning early. No way. Because I was like, Ugh, yeah. I can't, I can't be bothered. I've done a bunch of like, that too. Um, I started doing that more. Like you gave me more permission to do that because I never yeah. used to do that. You're like, 50 why? now, Kathy. Why? You just do uh, That's right. Just exactly. Do it. Just now, forget right? it. I so to waste my time with Remember this the book, Girl, Wash Your Face? Yes. Yes. Do you remember how I said, I think I'm going to give that book to my daughter when she goes to college? Yes. I just bought that for her and several of her friends. I ordered it a few days ago and I haven't gotten it yet from Amazon. But I remember that being an appropriate book to give them, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that being an appropriate book? It was about mistakes she made in her 20s. Yeah. And kind of lessons learned and relying on her faith. For some of her lessons, um, not that I need my daughter to have that lesson per se, but anyway, I just bought it. I'm interested to see what they think about it. Now that they're moving off into if adulthood. If they read it. If they read it? Yeah. Well, if they read it. No, but I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. they're too like wrapped up in whatever and it's going to take them no. like a minute. I know. Shocking. Right? My kids are not wrapped up in anything. <laughs> mean party central? No, right. No teenager going off to college is wrapped up in themselves in any way, shape <laughs> or form. No, 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 yeah. no. How's so. your teenager wrapped up in going to college doing? Uh, He's doing okay. It's a little bit of anxiety right now because like housing is supposed to come out today and it hasn't come out yet. So there's like a lot of pacing, like rechecking and rechecking. So uh, I think it's becoming far more real now Mm -hmm. because he leaves soon. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's I got a good fun story for you. You ready? Uh July 4th, you know, George is going to college with two people from our neighborhood, two girls that she's been friends with for a long time. They're not related in a friend group. They're just two coincidental separate friends and we all kind of know each other. So we've started this mom text thread to kind of help each other because no information comes to the parents. All information goes to the child. Oh the my child God. will not it's let so me see stressful. the Oh, get ready. The child will not let me see her portal. Cannot remember her email password. Oh, cannot oh, really? remember her pin number. Oh my cannot God. figure anything Max out. Last passed his on my computer. So I have access to his portal. Oh, Thank no. Freaking God. No, I don't. Uh, have, because. No, I don't have that. Oh, yeah. It is a lifesaver. I wish. Because I think he would never make it. 
oh, I wish. Like, I try to stay out of it, but I'm like, you're never. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Like, he probably wouldn't even have signed up for housing at this point. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, lucky for me, one of the girls in our group is very on top of it. One of the girls, not the mom. She is super on top of it. So she, and she talks to her mom uh, and tells her mom what she's doing. And then the mom texts the other two moms and goes, so this is what's going on. And the two of us are like, what? What's happening? What are we supposed to be doing? So thank God for that one mom. But on July 4th, the mom texted and said, everybody ready to sign up for classes tomorrow? And I was like, excuse me? Tomorrow? She said, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, class is open tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I was just so wondering if they were excited and how they were feeling about it. The other do- the other girl is all set. I go to Georgia on July 4th, and I go, hey, when do you sign up for classes? She goes, I don't know. I said, I do. It's tomorrow. But you can't sign up for classes until you meet with your advisor. So remember a month ago when I asked you? Have you set up your time with your advisor? Have you done that? Well, all the slots were full. Did you do any follow-up activity on that? No. Great. Guess what? It starts tomorrow. You can't even sign up for a class until you meet with an advisor. You've had a long time to get this appointment set up. Uh, I need you to go upstairs now and sign up for a time to meet with your advisor. That reminds me. I think it was today. Oh, my God. I hope she didn't miss it. Um, so um, I bet she missed it. I bet she slept through it. Um, did you meet with your advisor today? Real time. Um, yeah. So she was like, oh, no problem. I got I got a meeting for today at 11 and I'll get my classes signed up. Then I get my pen. You have to get a pen from your advisor so that you can go online and sign up for everything. I almost had a heart attack. I was like, what have you done about a roommate? She's just leaving it to chance. She just filled out her profile and she's going to let them match her with whoever. And I'm like, oh my God, I do not know how you're going to make it. But I said to her yesterday, I was like, well, here's the consequence. The longer you wait to sign up for classes, the less good classes are available. So you may be in a 7 a.m. classes your whole first semester, and that's on you because mm-hmm. you didn't take the action mm-hmm. to get the advisor to get signed up for classes. So choose the behavior, choose the consequence. We're right back where we were as a toddler. You you have to take action. You have to know what you're on is supposed to do and take action on it. And I don't have any information. I would never have known, and you would never have signed up for classes had it not been for your friend who told her mom, whose mom told me. Can't function like that. I was like, do me a favor. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just log into your portal and read it and take action. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, blow it off. It's so stressful. Isn't it? Yeah. But nobody helped me with any of my college stuff. I got it figured out. Yeah. So, you know, I had a couple of semesters where I had really early, really shitty classes. And that's how you figure it out. But, oh, my God. (laughs) Any hoodles, any hoodles. Almost had a heart attack on the fourth. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I also explained to her, I said, if you're not responding to these emails, they may think you're not coming. 
we've put our deposit down, but it's only 350 bucks. Yeah. It's nothing. They may mm-hmm. go, oh, well, she's just not coming. So they give your spot away. I don't believe that will really happen. But I was trying to scare her into snapping out of it. Stop right. being this party. And because she's not going to school till late September, I don't think it's very real yet yeah. for her. So It is very real because he leaves in four weeks. I cannot believe that. Like he's early August. So... <sighs> It's four weeks away. Kathy, we had better plan something for the week he leaves for you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know what I mean? We should plan drinks or dinner or barbecue. We're both going to be gone. Right? I'm not going to be gone. Where am I going to be? Am I leaving? I'm going on a trip. I'm back the 11th. You're back on the 11th. Yeah. He leaves on the 10th. Okay. But you're going with him or no? It's unclear. Yeah. Because we don't know about this housing. <laughs> it's unclear. He has orientation starting the 12th and he may be able to move in on the 11th. Mm. So we may leave on the 10th so he can move in on the 11th. Mm. That's the piece of information that I'd really like to know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be helpful. That'd be really helpful. So, so um, if not, then he will go do this orientation for two days and then we will move him in on the 15th. Okay. So those are the two. So I'll be back by the time you're back from him. Yeah. Me too. Good. So and we can take you out, <laughs> do something and nice. Watch me like sob in yes, time, totally Margarita. Fine. Totally fine. Yes. No. You can come here. Appropriate. And we, can <laughs> we can go in my backyard and sob about it because that is completely appropriate. So I know that you know about this Bed Bath & Beyond thing. Uh-huh. I got some good information from another parent who's done it before. Oh, yeah? Tell yes. Me. So for people listening, we should probably talk about this on our next book club, but whatever. Um, Bed Bath & Beyond has a program where you could go on their website and click on the college your kid is going to, and they'll give you a suggested list of items to purchase. Then you can purchase those items either online or in the store, and they will ship it to the store closest to the college so that you can show up in that college town and go to that Bed Bath & Beyond and pick up what you've purchased. Right, so you don't have to take it all with you That's if right. you're out of town. The mom that I called me last night to give me this information gave me a list of things, some of them I did not think about. Um, uh-huh. She said a mattress topper. Yeah, I've heard that. Is a big deal. It's a huge deal because they kind of, all mattresses kind of suck. Yep. Mattress topper. She said over by those like 3M removable hooks Uh and sticky things to stick. You can't put anything on the walls. Yeah. Um, Over by. She was like, buy 10 times more than you think because you'll run out. Okay. Um, That's good information. She said, go for a darker comforter because... They don't want to wash them. Yeah. And they, it is their couch. It is their kitchen, dining room table. It is their bed. It is their their desk. She was like, don't buy anything light color. I thought that was really good advice. Mm-hmm. What happened to my note? Oh, here it is. Um, she said at Bed Bath & Beyond to buy those space-saving hangers. Uh-huh. To buy several packs of that. Um, and... Um, most dorm rooms will give you the exact measurement from leg to leg of their bed so that you can buy appropriate under bed storage at Bed Bath & Beyond. 
So if you go oh, on your website and see if you can get the exact leg yeah. to leg measurement, that way you can buy an appropriate underbed storage system. Right. She said she also bought risers for her daughter's bed. We're not allowed to have risers. No. No, it specifically um, says you cannot raise your bed. They probably fall. I would yeah. imagine the bed falls and breaks. Um, if you or breaks the child, yeah, uh, yeah, or some <laughs> combination of the two, uh, right? But yeah, she said that was important because I think the first college they didn't have that leg to leg measurement and bought them that were too big and had to yeah. return them and they weren't That's in stock. Super smart, yeah. She <laughs> also said um, when you're purchasing I- items to think about um, toilet paper, paper towels, toothpaste, shampoo. That that she said every she's moved two kids into college. Everywhere is always out of all of that. So if you could pack a duffel bag, if you're flying, pay that $25 for the second check luggage and get a four pack of toilet paper, just the basic necessities in that duffel bag. Um, and Oh, I see. You know don't I mean? wait until you get there don't to get, get that it there. stuff. Yes. Got it. Get Target's it here. sold out. Yes. Oh, yeah, she said literally when she moved her first daughter in, the shelves were completely empty at Target. Then she went to Walmart. They're completely yeah, empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so sense. So they're wiped out of everything. That's a basic Especially need. if it's a big university, I would imagine, right. with every student moving yes. in. Yeah. Yeah. So she said four pack of toilet paper, toothpaste, um, mm. even minor cleaning supplies, yeah. um, anything like that that you can't buy at Bed Bath & Beyond that he's going to need day one mm-hmm. to buy it and put it in a duffel. And fly it out there with you or drive it if you're driving. Right. Um, I thought that was really good pieces of advice. Yeah. That I had That's great. thought about. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And Kathy's going to bring more to the table for our next book club. Exactly. Because <laughs> you <laughs> have moved. Right. Image. I forgot we chose our next book yes, already. We did. I was like, we have to talk about that. But I forgot we did this. We chose our next book. It's called Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be, An Antidote to the College Admissions Mania by Frank Bruni. Here it's it is. Great book. Yes, Kathy's already read it. I'm dying to read it. You're about to embark on this. Yeah, I'm starting early with Isla because um, Isla moves at a very different pace. Sometimes she needs space between assignments. Mm-hmm. She doesn't necessarily do her assignments slowly, but she's not a like hammer it out and get it done mm-hmm. kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So she'll need to do one thing, take a break, do one thing, take a break. So we're starting with her in August just to kind of get to know each other. Sort of. So I'm I'm excited to read this book um, and see what it has to say. I've heard good things about it, not only from you, but from Susie, the college yeah. counselor. And from someone else told me they just read this book and it was fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> I asked Jeannie and Margaret to come back and talk to me about their first full year of a child in college and uh-huh. break it down for me. But they are both traveling at opposing times. So I can't, I don't think I'm going to be able to get them till late August, but... <laughs> that's okay. That should be a good conversation too. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading that book. Um, so can we commit to some kind of let's get Kathy drunk? Uh, <laughs> appointment. Definitely. Post August 15th. Definitely. It probably won't take a whole lot. <laughs> when you're back for sure. I go to, yeah. to orientation with Georgia on the 17th and then I'm back. Um, but we should do that. You should plan a few things like that. Yeah. You should have even started really thinking about that. Like I'm in the very like planning mode. Yeah. Like we've got to buy all this stuff. We have to like waiting for the roommate assignment. So I figure out who's bringing what, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, 
You should plan Sorry. a lunch with Parisa, <laughs> a lunch with me, a lunch with Kirsten, all separated. Uh-huh. Like every other right. day, have a lunch with somebody because that's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. October, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm getting, I mean, we all still have kids at home, which yeah. is helpful, but I'm going to plan a few things right around when she leaves so that I'm busy. Yeah, that's you a know? smart idea. Because uh, I feel- My other kid is going to be like, I don't need you. She's going to be like, see ya, peace out. So I may become an empty nester. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that. We we have the same sort of older, younger dynamic going. We're like, you know what? When Vivian's ready for college, she's going to be like, bye. And I'm going to have to like hold money as a ransom. Like to go, (laughs) if you want money, pick up the phone and call your mother Uh or like visit us. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I know. That is another thing I'm anxious to hear about from Margaret and Jeannie if they had any kind of like rules. You must Uh call me every Sunday or whatever, you know, I don't know. But I do want to have some kind of like, not so she feels controlled, but so we're both happy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, some both structure so that you're not just pining away going, okay, she never calls or whatever or or vice versa. Like yeah. so that there's yeah. some sort of structure that you can both count on. And a minimum expectation. Yeah. This is my minimum expectation. You know, you can do more. But right. at the very least, call me every Sunday or whatever it is. I need a recap. Text yeah. me every night before you go to bed and let me know you're in your dorm. I don't know what the parameters should be even for a college student. I never called my parents. I'm surprised my dad didn't like drag the river looking for me, <laughs> you know, dead body <laughs> in the river. I was gone. And that's pretty normal and that's okay. But, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's very stressful as a parent. Like literally... Can you imagine not talking to your child every day? No, it's pretty, yeah, no. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know it happens, like your kid is away and whatever. Like there's certain periods where like you may not talk to your kid for a day or two or they're traveling or whatever. But I can't I can't even wrap my head around not having a conversation with him. Right. Even if it's like, good morning. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty dramatic to go from it's... living together yeah. For 18 years, like seeing seeing you every day, more or less. Pretty and much, then... yeah. Guys are to so like safe. radio con- their guys are so safe. <laughs> They're just right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, oh, Can we still love that movie now that Kevin Spacey is oh, I know. It's hard, problematic? It? It's hard. God, I loved that movie. Such a great fucking movie. Yeah. I loved him in that movie too. It's hard. Yeah. That's an interesting hard, debate. Right. How how do you separate the artist from the person? I know like uh, Picasso, like growing up, I didn't know anything about any artists. Uh-huh. And then to find out that Picasso was really a horrible, horrible person. He was mm-hmm. horrible to women. He was, you know, uh, he, yeah, I mean, it, it was really bad. Um, so it's like, yeah, how do you separate that? Um, hmm. Do you separate that? I don't know. I think it's easier with somebody like Picasso because they've been gone he's for dead. so yeah, long. Exactly. But he's been dead for yeah, decades. Yeah, yeah hundred. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Kevin Spacey's like next door. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's still around. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder to separate to sort of say, well, that was in the past, and while well, that was a terrible human, he's yeah. still a massively talented artist. Right. Like it. I don't know. I feel like has he been convicted of what he's accused of? I mean, you know, he's been accused of it multiple times in multiple different places. 
Uh, I think in the court of public opinion, he's been um, convicted, but in... In the court of law, has he been convicted? I don't I know. I don't think so. I don't know that anything was even specifically charged. Oh, something was in London. Oh, yeah. I don't there know. were some charges brought up against him in London. Oh, I'm not is, denying I want to see that, that movie again. <laughs> you want to see that I'm movie? I'm ready to watch that movie again. I'm like, wow, I haven't watched that in a long time. You haven't? We showed it. Charged with four counts okay. of sexual assault in the UK. In the UK. Mm-hmm. But nothing here? I don't That's know. Maybe Shocking. he just like British boys. Maybe he's Maybe. just that kind of creep. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a really interesting question. I don't know what to say about that. You could break down so many people in yeah. history who've been artists who have questionable behaviors. We could say the same thing about president. Well, yeah, non-artists mm-hmm. too. Like, I mean, in in general, right. but JFK was not an honorable man in his marriage, but mm-hmm. he's looked at and revered as one of the best presidents of our time. So what do you, how do you reconcile that? Yeah. But then there's a difference between adultery and like child abuse and like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Abuse of women. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you don't think it's abuse of women to just adulter all the time. He's abused his wife by being an adulteress. So to me, the thing I always struggled with like Bill Clinton was a great president. He had a, at least one, salacious affair that we know about mm-hmm. you know but he's so discredited discredited <laughs> extra d's in <laughs> that <laughs> but jfk never has been why was it so different was it just 20 years later we're living in the information age and we find out about everything like but even uh, clinton is different because like he's seen as an adulterer as opposed to somebody who abused his power over women. Do you know what I mean? Like the charges are not the same. Yeah. Whereas you could be said, well, I didn't have a choice to say no because he's the president. You don't say no to the president, right? Like that was a very different time. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it would be looked at very differently Mm -hmm. if the president had an affair, I think. Well, a lot of people really have overlooked Mr. Trump's past behaviors, but then would never overlook someone else perhaps. So what is the standard? What is it? Well, there is no standard. I think that's, <laughs> there are know. no standards anymore. <laughs> there are none. It's all applicable. <laughs> just depends. Applicable. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting conversation, isn't it? It's yeah. a scary one to have a little bit because mm-hmm. sometimes it's scary to have a conversation because sometimes conversations are you discovering what you really think. And sometimes you say the wrong thing to discover yeah. you actually don't believe that. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's hard to say that. Or you say the wrong thing and then later on realize, you know what? Maybe that wasn't accurate. But like, how do you go back and fix that? Yeah. You know? Nowadays. Nowadays. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say, you know, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about their private life, but I don't really know if that's a true statement. Uh-huh. And then you're disregarding all these people who were hurt by their private life. But then we would have no artists. I mean, what? how many artists are are completely pure people? That may be, obviously, crimes against children is a little different than a crime of passion or, um, you know, being unethical with money. But it's still all a lack of morality, mm-hmm. you know? So then, I don't know, it's really hard to understand. Right. I don't understand a lot of stuff. You know, with the Roe v. Wade being overturned, it's so upsetting. 
And at the same time, if your logical brain looks at it, you go, what they did was return the power to the state, right? Isn't that what Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court did is return the power to the state? We just have states in our nation who don't agree with each other, who aren't on the same page. I don't agree with overturning Roe versus Wade, but I understand there's a part of me that goes, but the system says we are, we have state laws and we have federal laws and we, the Supreme Court tells us who governs what. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to debate sometimes, I think. I don't think they should have overturned it. But at the same time, you go, but the, is, it, is that an example of the following the Constitution? Like if you take the issue out of it, if the issue is not abortion, if the issue is something else besides abortion, and they're deciding whether this is a federal or state issue, then is that government piece working properly. Does that make sense? I wonder that sometimes with things that are very controversial. If you took Mm -hmm. the emotional controversial piece out and looked at factually what's happening, is it the same weight? You know what I mean? It's just something I think about. I don't agree with that being overturned, by the way. I think it should be legal. I think a woman has the right to make a choice. I think it prohibits so many other positive things that places like Planned Parenthood provide for communities, especially communities that are underserviced. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's terrible that they're, uh, they're part and parcel. And why should they want to affect the other anyway? They should get those wow. services, whether abortion is included in that or not. But, you know, I, it's so complicated. It's so difficult to know. And part of me goes, but I wonder if you, if you take the emotion out you get down you to can the politics the of it. Out. It's hard to, no. isn't it? It's just something I think about. Yeah. Because I don't agree with it. I always try to find the other side. Yeah. To see if I can understand the other side. Because there is clearly another side. I mean, if there were no other side, we it would be a non-issue. Would, right. And you can't, I can't, in my morality and ethical person, just go, well, you're bad. I want to understand why their side makes sense to them. So that I can try and meet somewhere do you know what I mean how do you meet someone somewhere instead of just saying you're wrong I'm right for either person because they're saying we're wrong and they're right they're doing the same you know the two sides are doing the same thing so is the compromise to put it back to states and go live in a state where this is legal live in a state obviously that's not possible people just can't pick up and move across state lines but I wonder if that's what the logic of it is. Does that make sense? Is that stupid? It makes sense. It makes sense. It's just the problem. It comes when like, so if, you know, when it was up to state, like slavery was exactly states. And so when it, when it um, involves another person not having like agency or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and which is also women like having agency over their bodies, Mm -hmm. it's basically saying that, a certain person, whether it's in slavery, the color of your skin or with um, Roe versus Wade that, you know, women, half of the population um, is not a complete human. Like right. we get to decide what happens to your body. That's when it's a problem when it's left up to states because my agency as a human shouldn't um, be left up to a state. It should be just undeniable. A human right. Yeah. I guess that is the debate, right? Is an abortion a human right? Well, I think 
it's yeah, I think that where emotion is coming into it is people thinking that it's like all these people killing babies instead of thinking first about the the human mm-hmm. who is has been impregnated mm-hmm. and their rights like superseding those of very complicated, yeah. isn't it? Because if you think about it from so I grew up in a very religious part of the world. So I can hear the people I grew up with saying, you chose to have unprotected sex. Obviously, there are exceptions. Obviously, there's rape and incest. And I don't think anybody denies that that's something. But if you chose to have unprotected sex, then you made a choice that this is the consequence for. So then why do you get to say, well, I'll just kill it? I think that that's the perspective from the place I grew up from. And I can't really say that's a bad perspective. You did make the choice to have sex without protection. And you do know that that causes pregnancy. So it's like, you know, saying, well, I'm going to eat that 18th cookie. I know it's going to make me throw up, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Well, if you know it's going to make you throw up, then don't eat the cookie. Or there's have protected but it's also putting all of the onus on the woman when there's no consequence to the man who impregnates the woman and this is all in this very theoretical idea of of like you know just unprotected sex which we know is not that's not what a lot of the abortion debate is about it's about (laughs) women who have had miscarriages who require a dnc which is a procedure that is technically an abortion yeah yeah but it is aborting cells in order to keep her healthy so that she doesn't get an infection and die from having a miscarriage that she didn't want in the first place. So it's like a lot of this, it's so theoretical. um, And complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's very complicated. And the questions asked, we're asked to make decisions, I think, as a society on black and white. And it's just so complicated, right? I don't want well, anybody to feel left out. <laughs> I really don't. I don't want I don't want my family members at home to feel left out because the community I live in has a different perspective. And I don't want my community to feel left out because my family has a different perspective. I want to find some common area where you can agree to function. You know, I don't know why we can't find that and agree to function there. And even if that, I, I always keep going back to the Constitution and go, why can't we agree on that? <laughs> I mean, can't we all agree on that one thing? But if we can't, why? How do we get in this political discussion? <laughs> it's your know. fault, Kirsten. You did it. <laughs> Definitely your fault. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why can't we even agree on that? Because like when the right be- to bear arms did not say, the right to bear arms means you could have a musket. People want to be right. They want to win. I think that's what our culture is these days. It's not about compromise. Mm. It's about I'm right and I want to win. I hate it. Yeah, I agree. I hate it. I don't, I can't believe anybody who collects guns can really look at you and say, when they wrote the constitution, they knew they were going to make AK-47s. There's no way. There's one purpose for that gun. It should be in the military, if at all. Mm -hmm. That's it. People in the public should not be walking around with that gun. I have four guns. None of them are that gun. They are a shotgun. They're two shotguns. 
and two pistols. And they're all for home protection and they're all things I'm comfortable operating and are locked in safes with thumbprint IDs. So, I mean, I don't know how I could get any safer and be a gun owner. And I'm all for owning guns, but no one should own that gun. And I can't believe anybody could say, no, that's my right to bear arms. You don't need to bear them kind of arms in your own house. You know what I mean? That's not how the Constitution was written and you know it. They didn't even know what that, you know how long it takes to load a musket? <laughs> 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> By the time you get it loaded, the person's on you. That's why there was a sword on the end of it. So you can stab them before they got to you. But that's not where we live today. I don't know why we can't kind of, you know, the same with human rights. We don't live today the way we lived with the Scarlet Letter when they mm-hmm. wrote all the shit. I don't know. Anyway. It bothers me so much that we can't find common. There's got to be common ground. There's got to be. There has to be. But who? What? whose fault is it that we're not finding it? Well, people have to be willing to find it. Whose fault is that? That they're not willing to find it? <laughs> who can we blame? Get to it's the Kirsten's. bottom of it. Who can yeah. we sue? Yeah. <laughs> totally Kirsten. Who is it? Who is it? Really? Who did that? Who made us so divided? Not that it was one person. Maybe it was a thing. I don't like it. It's unnerving. I don't like knowing. Sometimes this is how I feel. If I brought people home to my family, everybody would hate my family. Not all my family, but some of it. But you you did bring us home. That was some of my family. That's not all my family. But some of my family, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't even be in the room with you. Because you have such different beliefs. And neither belief is is necessarily wrong. They're just very drastically different based on different moralities, life experiences, religious beliefs, cultural influence. I don't know. It's hard. No, I showed you the family I'm proud of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My dad's side is all good. <laughs> about the other side some lots of good people over there but there's one or two where i'd be like no we're not meeting them today <laughs> uh, hey there's one and two, one or two say, in every family yes, there are. we're not gonna meet them it's swept today. under the rug yeah, right <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. anyway so anyway book club next time <laughs> is where you go is not who you'll be i'm looking forward to reading this book um thanks for doing this with me every month should we do it in august since we're Halfway through July at this point, late August, is that doable? Depends. Yeah, I can do late August. Yeah, late August. Yeah, I can't do it before late August. I can do either. that. Is that good for you? Good. Late okay. August. Late August. <laughs> All right, late August, people, read up, mm-hmm. especially those people that have kids going to college. Um, I have gotten several emails recently about um, how much people enjoy our book club and do not read the books. <laughs> That's awesome. I've, I've passed one or two on to you, but I keep getting yeah. So it makes me feel good. So I feel like if no one's reading the book, no one cares. But they're like, we just love to hear you guys talk about it. So, Or not talk about it. Or not talk about it. Moving on to a political discussion you did not intend to have. Was it a discussion? It was just me talking. But anyway, thank you for doing this. Thank you for the double header today. I appreciate that. Because I didn't want to not talk about our trip, yeah. you know, the longer we wait, the less you remember. So thank you for yeah. doing double duty. Already forgetting some of the classic lines. Yeah, I know, right? Right. right. We just got to get through it. <laughs> <laughs>
We were trying to learn to play this game. By the way, they taught me how to play that game. We oh, were yeah. so not doing it right. Like so massively not doing it right. It's actually really fun. Oh, now that okay. they taught me how to do it, I was like, okay, this is a really cool game. We just built a puzzle. <laughs> we, we built a grid. It was Quirkle and we were like, do it. It's oh, a we lined up the colors and the shapes. <laughs> I Look know. We're like in third school. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was stupid. Uh, so in the middle of it, we were trying to figure this out, reading the directions. No one could figure it out. And Kirsten goes, we've just got to get through it. <laughs> and we just thought that was the funniest thing. My dad has repeated that line over and over the whole week. We've just got to get through it. We've got to get through it. It was the source of a lot of laughter. Yes. So thank you. <laughs> Well, we got through two podcasts <laughs> back to back. We Maybe we should do every time do two back to back. <laughs> I think I don't take enough of your time. Oh, boy. Sorry. Something well, we're going to have to go on another trip if you want that to happen. Oh, shit. Yeah, where really? are we going next then? Right. Solvang wine tasting? I don't know. Right. Yes, no girls this time. No girls. No girls. Just women. Yes. We can bring our own smut. <laughs> <laughs> BYOS, bring your own smut. Yes, BYOS. Seriously, I'm disappointed that we're not book clubbing The Duke Goes Down. Uh, should we go to do The Duke Goes no, Down? No, because we've already done re romance yeah. and we, it didn't end well for any of us. Maybe we can read The Duke Goes Down and do a mini, like to spice up where you go is not who you'll be. We can go sidebar The Duke Goes Down. But if down. you go down, and I mean, he really goes might down. be. <laughs> Do you know what that means, Leanne? <laughs> you know, if you get a college education, you will know that there's a double meaning. I <laughs> uh, know we had some who do not yet have a high school education who um, who know that there is a double meaning and wanted to educate me. Well, they are in the gifted program in middle school, so <laughs> they clearly get it. I cannot believe they were they were reading those books out loud. I think that's just adorable. It's hysterical. Yeah, Isla said I didn't have to take a turn. I just listened. I was like, good. Okay, good. It's a perfect group for you. They just passed it around and you got to laugh and enjoy. Perfect. I didn't have to take a turn. I just listened. She just <laughs> had like, to get through it. Right. Is she, she just had to get through it. She just had to get through it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I hope they had as much fun as we did. I hope they oh, have they as did. many memories oh. as we do. And uh, I want to hear what theirs are. Me like, too. I am so fascinated. They have this whole, like, shared photo album i want access to that i know a hundred percent a hundred percent how do we get that with the dogs oh my god with the dogs oh, oh my the god dogs. the dogs the dogs yeah i forgot about their the dogs. feet they were barking <sighs> I forgot there's about probably that. 200 pictures of their feet in oh that album god. and i can't wait to see <laughs> like i don't get it but do you think lily's gonna let you see it I don't know. I haven't asked her. I haven't I asked, asked her. her. I didn't know there was a secret, mm -hmm. not secret, a separate photo oh album. Oh my God. They kept saying, upload them to the album. Upload them to the album. Like every time someone would take a picture, like all of them are in it. How funny. All so. these iconic pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so many iconic pictures. Uh -huh. That's great. All right. Well, thank you ladies for book clubbing. Uh, <laughs> Fanny Flags, the all girl filling stations last reunion. And now, next genre. What's this genre called? College prep? College, <laughs> college prep, maybe. College prep for parents? <laughs> okay. And then think about what we want to do after this one, if you have any ideas. Okay? Because I'm running low.
All right. We'll find something. Yes, we will. All right. Till next time. You got a brand new